This is a HeadGum Original. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Don't let nobody judge you, tell you what you can and cannot do. You from Tyler Perry. I'm standing here right now. Never imagined any of this stuff could have happened. Don't stop. You got the now more than ever. You know what I feel like? Don't you start, Brian. I feel like church. We need to sing. To dance. To play. And on August 27th. Those of you have your Bibles, turn with me to uh, 2 Genesis, the first chapter, the 47th verse of the 1974. What? Stay with me. If you can't follow how deep I'm getting, just stay where you're at. You don't have to drive to the theater. Let's go. You don't have to wait in line. <laughs> you don't even have to leave your house. Oh, back the hell up. Got that coronavirus going around. Because Tyler Perry's Medea's Farewell Play. <laughs> is premiering in your living room. Enjoy the ride! Come here! You can't tell if you hit because you got on too many damn colors. You don't even know if you bleed. Tyler Perry's Madea's Farewell Play. You can't leave yet, Madea. We didn't get to the gospel. This is my favorite gospel song. This is the 15th and final episode. No. Oh, boy. I am genuinely sad about this. I feel uh, that this is ending too soon. It's yes. like, I mean, there's part of me that's like, we should go out wanting more. That's mm-hmm. probably for the best. Because with Lord of the Rings, we were like <laughs> digging into the scraps and it was just too much. Mm-hmm. But there's so much left to cover in this world. So that much. we're not covering. I'm like, we haven't watched Boo. We, we haven't, haven't watched, watched Boo Why Did I Get Married 2? Wait, why oh did you God. skip all of these? We because just we only had 15 to. episodes. Do you know oh. how many things this man has? Yeah. There- <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get to all the tea. We didn't get to bruh. We didn't get to sisters. We didn't get... <laughs> We didn't get to uh, the the Meet the Browns new we series. A, we did watch Assisted Living. Um, we, or did we? No, we watched, we watched Meet the Browns, but we didn't watch Assisted Living. Oh, Are you guys God. ever driving around Los Angeles and you suddenly just see like a new billboard for a Tyler Perry thing and that you're like, oh, it, that exists. Like, I feel like I have that experience once a week. Yes. It's every day I find that there's some new series he has. Yeah. He literally yeah. puts something out every second. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. shocking. It, it's go truly, truly wild. <laughs> I went to a uh, a bridal, sh- no, a baby shower and spent a and chunk he was of there? time. He, I, he was there. <laughs> and I was like, I can't believe my friends are friends with Tyler Perry. No, I spent 15 solid minutes explaining the oval. <laughs> I've explained the oval to so many people. It's like my main topic. Mm-hmm. And there's so much to say. And I mean... Anytime you get someone, if you start explaining like one part of the oval, you have yes. to say about 10,000 more things because yes. it's, it just goes. And I've only oh. seen the pilot. 
Okay, so I shouldn't ask what the Oval is. You okay. can revisit our Oval episode because, yes. we'll do. honestly, there's a solid hour about it, and that's yeah. what we would just recap for it's you right now. It's fully nuts. <laughs> Anything enough. that you think could happen on a TV show happens. And then so much happens, he creates a full-blown spinoff of something that happens in the pilot. But we're not talking about that today. No, no we're not. So today, we have watched a Tyler Perry stage play, a filmed version of uh, Medea's farewell play from 2020. It is available on BET Plus. Uh, you can also watch it on Amazon um, or you can record it on Philo. Um, there's going to be spoilers. So watch it first if you're mad about spoilers. So, okay, Lauren, how do you, how do you feel about watching this play? I know. I feel like we need to introduce our guest, honestly, yes. because we we just need to hear all of his opinions. So our guest is, you've already heard his voice. He's a writer, comedian, performer who has written on The Amber Ruffin Show and The Good Place. He has also hosted the podcasts Gilmore Guys and Punch Up the Dam. Punch Up the Dam? Punch Up the Dam! Punch Up the Dam! Punch Up the Dam! It's Demi it's a and podcast Jimmy about Bay. beavers. Hello. <laughs> Did you punch up the dam? Um, Tyler Perry's so actually already picked up Punch Up the Dam for three seasons. <laughs> and they're shooting it in one week. Yeah. Um, total. So we're so excited to talk about Medea's farewell play. Now, this play, just before we launch into like the full-on summary, what were what were your initial thoughts about this play? And had you seen it before? I had not seen it before. I, my mom likes Tyler Perry. And so every so often I will walk into the living room of her house and just be like, what is, oh, that's a Tyler Perry thing. And you can just tell from the feel of what's going on that it's a Tyler Perry <laughs> thing, even when he's not on screen. And I, I, it's like the, the last time I saw her watching a Tyler Perry thing was so long ago, but I, I saw this and I was like, I'm getting deja vu because it feels so similar. And I was just like, are all of his things just, do they just have this sort of energy, all his mm -hmm. plays? Like, how many Absolutely. plays did you guys watch? We, this is the only play this, we've yeah. watched, but... Okay. But his his stuff has the same feeling. Like, there's yeah. a family where there is secrets, and they will get revealed <laughs> towards the end. And it's, like, similar secrets, I feel like. I'm like, yes. it's just Absolutely. someone's cheating this person, dating this person, and they do some gospel singing. Anyway, I hadn't seen it, but... Yeah, I had a lot but of feelings about it. Essentially, had. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I first of all, I was quite upset when I saw that it was two hours and sixteen minutes long. Yes. I thought, Livid. there's no way. How is this going to be so long? And then there were just there were so many things about it that I was really bored by. But <laughs> one thing that I thought was really interesting was. How first of all, Medea takes thirty minutes to come out, which is a very standard Medea practice. Mm -hmm. Like we want Medea now, we want Medea all the time, and we kind of just only want to see Medea. I think my takeaway was like I would have just watched Medea talk out yes. of her ass for yes. two and a half hours. Then at the end, though, there's like full on karaoke for like thirty five minutes. <laughs> yes. What the hell was that? It's a concert. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> but everyone had songs. amazing voices. Everyone was amazing. Yeah. That was so I could see like seeing it live. You would be like, oh, my God, I'm going to let this wash over me. But totally. in my living room with my dog, I was like, uh, what? I started being like, I'm going to fast forward through half of these. <laughs> I, 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 I wish I could, but I always feel like I'm going to miss something important for the mm -hmm. podcast. And I was yeah. like, I guess I'll just watch everyone <laughs> sing every word of <laughs> this famous song that I know. Like It's just oh, it's like it's pony. OK. Like they I, never, but I did enjoy that. I <laughs> did enjoy was, Tyler's pony. Well, how about when Tyler went, maybe lock them doors and turn the light? I was like, I cannot <laughs> believe this is happening. I didn't understand <laughs> why there was a country interlude, but I was like, I guess I'm here for it. I don't know what that was. And I mean, so overall, it was like, I couldn't follow. I feel like I couldn't follow the play weirdly. I mm -hmm. was watching. But I was like, who, what, where, when, why? Like, I just didn't know what was going on. How did you feel, Nicole? I felt the same way, especially in the beginning when I was like, these are laugh lines, but nobody's laughing. No one was laughing. And then I kept thinking, okay, the audience is on really low. Nope. Then no. something funny would happen and they'd go crazy. And I was like, what the fuck? Why is everyone silent? They I were think, waiting. For, yes. Well, yeah. For Medea. For Medea. Yes. Yeah. 
They were waiting for the people they knew. Aunt Bam got a huge like, ooh, woo. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Brown got a woo. Um, Cora. But even, but even Mr. Brown, he got like a woo, but then like he would be saying his goofy stuff and then everyone's like, okay. Yeah, maybe like, they were no. just like, Medea, we want Medea. Yeah, they're like, don't tease us. Give us the entree. Come on. <laughs> it's very funny to like watch this without any prior understanding of the Perryverse and just sort of like you can tell when someone enters and they're like, oh, this is a beloved character. So everyone's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and some of those characters were in like 90 percent of the things that we've watched. I, w- I looked up the Wikipedia, the chart of like characters and I was like, OK, so this is these people are in all of them. Yeah. It's very funny. Yeah. He does reuse people like Omar, who I didn't know that was his name in the play. He's Sam on the Oval. And then I think oh. a couple other people are on a couple other TV shows. I got to Google I, the Oval. I feel like this is going to come up a lot. So the Oval is the <laughs> Tyler Perry White House show. That's what it sounded like. But is yeah. it like, is it just. It's, it's absurd. It's, the most, yes. it's a soap opera on crack. It's like, it's like the first lady and the president are punching each other in the first minute mm-hmm. of the show. Awesome. Of the pilot. <laughs> yeah it's honestly it's a real thrilling ride i've now seen over 30 episodes um but yeah this play was so hard to follow it really was it was so weird because at the end of the day i think it was a really simple plot yes like i mean when when we read the plot i think that'll be helpful i almost wanted <laughs> to read it ahead of time because i was like i want to know what's happening but i was like this it's like there's someone who's like getting divorced or something. Yes. I, I was like missing. Like I, it was so weird. And then I also feel like Medea goes off book like a Ooh. lot Ooh. and uh, fully so breaks the fourth book. wall like so many times and was just openly laughing at times. I was like, Tyler Perry's having the time of his but life. But doesn't it feel like stand up or something where it's like kind of planned? Uh huh. Like he'd yeah. be like. He'd be like, like someone was holding um, a, p- a pan of mac and cheese and they're like, it's really hot. Watch out. And then he's like, that's not mac and cheese. That's that's just it's cold. This isn't even hot. There's napkins inside. And then they're like, <laughs> that's our prop. And then Medea was like, oh, are we acting? And then decide- I was like, you have done this. Like, it's you, such a weird move to like. You wrote this. Yeah. <laughs> he he you, tried. To- you wrote it. <laughs> He tried to break the fourth wall a couple of times where you'd just be like, uh, why is he, why is she walking in the middle of the stage? And I was just like, what? Because you, you directed her to do that. It's like you're making fun. Like, yeah. Why did she have to go to the middle of the stage to read the, to make a phone call or whatever? I was like, you wrote it. You directed it. You planned it. You've seen them do this. I can imagine him typing just like, oh, that's brilliant. They're going to lose their minds when they realize that I'm Tyler Perry as as Tyler Perry. I'm like, okay. Yeah, and the uh, times when Medea like lowered her voice and she's like, yes. "Oh, good." Then, I mean, th- that was—I mean, it's funny, but yeah. like, it, but it feels like it's a shtick that's like brought out on purpose. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. there was one point where Medea's like, "This is something that I do. This is—I mean, I really do this." And I was like, "I didn't <laughs> need the the qualifier." Like, I, no, yes, when it, when Tyler wanted to make it known that he actually meant what he was about to say, he was mm-hmm. like, he was like, as Medea, like. You should always say, actually, let me just tell you, I actually really do this. <laughs> yeah. like, and we then got it. Like, the payoff was, I have pictures around my house. Photos. So you have memories. Of yeah. And I was like, okay. It's I not think like the most original idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you go to anyone's house, you're like, oh, family is on the wall and the good yeah. times. I think that's all very like play stuff where it's just sort of like having to make it feel so live that you like engage with the audience on a level where it's like, we know that we're performing a thing like where he just starts making jokes about Augusta and you're just like, (laughs) okay, that's where they, Mm -hmm. yeah, I guess, I guess guess if I were in the audience, I'd be like, yeah, (laughs) this is crazy. It's like when you go see a musical and they make a joke about something that we all know is real and like not in the, where it's like, oh, this song's never going to work. What's it called? thriller and everyone's like oh okay yeah it's just like what this is only for that's the the worst when you're watching Uh like a a play about like a famous musician and it's like it's like they're like hmm let me just tinker around and it's like the most famous song and you're like exactly yeah bohemian rhapsody (laughs) (laughs) oh my god okay well let's read our our um our final installment for at least the time being of news media news media um (laughs) This is crazy, actually. Tyler Perry teases third installment of Why Did I Get Married? It's called Why Did I Get Married Again? Okay, this is what we're talking about. 
every second he has yes. another fucking project. I don't every understand. He just announced had... he was bringing Medea back. He's bringing Medea back. He's doing the sequel to Why Did I Get Married or the the threequel. Uh, he has the a sequel. jazz man's blues. He has the Medea <laughs> movie on Netflix. And guess what? These are all probably going to come out in 2021. Oh yeah. Oh, and How, I mean that's why that's why this show could go on forever. Forever. How does he do it? He shoots like movies in, a, in eight days. Oh yeah, that is a that's a huge thing. He shoots things in eight days. Yeah, which makes sense that he can do a, a play if it's if it's probably structured the same way. Because I, I kept thinking like, how does he like rehearse and memorize this all so fast? But I assume that the movies are probably staged the same way the plays are. Where it's like they do the rehearsal and whatnot, and then it's just like just go do as many lines as you can right now. And we'll mm-hmm. cut it together. But like fully, cr- it's crazy. It's also just like <laughs> it's so much work for one person. Which have you guys talked at all about the whole like him not writing with anyone else and like firing the writers? Yeah. I don't know if we know about Ooh, him firing. We didn't know he fired the writers. Yeah. So there was a thing on one show where it got misrepresented as like him firing writers because they tried to unionize on a show of his and then he ended up writing it himself. And I, I think it's more that he just was like, yeah, they just didn't write like I wrote. So I fired them and wrote it myself. And I'm still like, well, that still sucks. Just hire different <laughs> writers. Or but, just teach people, because like he yeah. I could write, write it. He doesn't write with like act breaks. Don't you think you could write in the style? Like, yeah, you just yeah. write what you want for you know a couple of pages, and then you go improvise a bunch of scenes. We have a script. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. but yeah, just teach people how you write. So wait, about why did I get married again? On June oh, yeah. 11th, shortly after the news dropped that Tyler Perry will be releasing another Medea film on Netflix, he took to Twitter to tease a third installment of Why Did I Get Married uh, of his franchise, titled Why Did I Get Married Again? Along with the photo, he tweeted, I've got a question. Should we revisit this? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that's like, that's like that like meme where it's like, I did a thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's unclear if Perry was teasing the film to test audience reception or if the film is actually in the works. Well, it I'm sure it is. And it's yeah. the same thing. The yeah. way that he writes them, it feels like he can just like send the tweet and then just start writing. It's like, well, I'm halfway done. And, you know, the poll's at 50%. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> I also think it's funny that it's the third installment, but there's six rings. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. Are there? Are, there's more there's than three, three couples. couples. Well, yeah, there were more than three couples. Yeah, there's Tyler and his wife, uh, Jenna Jackson and her husband, uh, the the screaming lady who I love and her husband, and then uh, get off the plane. Yeah, there's four couples. Harrison so Ford. That guy was so mean. Yeah, it was Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was Harrison Ford. And it was actually Air Force One. Get off my plane. I do not negotiate with terrorists. I would love to see Harrison Ford in a Medea movie. Just the most out of place. I would love it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would very much love that. I mean, there have been some casting choices like that in some of the things we watched. Like, I feel like Kathy Bates was, like, pretty unexpected. Kathy She's Bates? A <laughs> yep, she was in The Family That Prays. And you'd think it's about, a like, an evil family. It's not. It's not. What? <laughs> Why would? Because <laughs> praise is spelled P R E Y. Yes. Yes. Oh, sorry. Not like praise. Yeah. Like I'll praise. So it's like the family that prays, and you're like, oh, they're gonna get something. Like they're gonna take advantage of them or do something. It was. It was really like this is part of it though. Like where he, where we feel like he just types because you're like, <sighs> wait, it seemed like you actually had something. Mm-hmm. Like the, even the title tells me a lot, and then none of that happened. So yes. I don't know. Sometimes I see his titles and I feel like they're the titles that like you come up with for a TV show that's been running for like 50 years where you're just like, yeah, there's a pun in there. We'll figure out the plot later. (laughs) (laughs) But is there like any sort of thematic difference between like a Medea's family, whatever, and a why did I get married to like it feels like they're all just kind of. Well, Medea is more goofy than the movies without Medea. The Tyler Perry's in the movies without Medea. Or is he in all of them? He's in most of them. Yeah. But like he, the thing is like with Medea, the most of the movies I would say are not comedies. Even Medea movies are walking a mm-hmm. line between 10 genres. But like, yeah. so when Medea enters the screen, it's funny and crazy, but then it's like back to like really sad. And maybe Medea makes like a speech that's like actually moving at some point. So overall, like, yeah, I mean, I think the movies that don't have Medea are like pretty dramatic and mm-hmm. like intense. Hmm. Should we go to a break and then jump right in? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's take a break. (laughs) 
This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code headgum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Ooh, do you want to make your mom smile? Start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brand she loves. And guess what? It's delivered with the same day with DoorDash. Get 50% off your next order of up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now on DoorDash. And the promo code is NEWCOMERS. Listen, moms are a gift. I know that best. So give her the best this Mother's Day. Select from hundreds of expertly crafted bouquets to the best of tech to self-care essentials delivered right to the door. Get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with the code NEWCOMERS. That's NEWCOMERS. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Get a Mother's Day gift as unique as she is with DoorDash. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we're back! All right, so Medea's Farewell Play was written by Tyler Perry, directed by Tyler Perry, released August 27th, 2020. 2020? <laughs> so so there's, a thing, there's a joke where they make... About they make the a joke coronavirus. about coronavirus and I suddenly do. Explain, wait a minute what <laughs> yeah I uh, yes there's a point where two characters when Medea enters two characters like hug and he's like stay away from me that got, got that coronavirus and then I was like how early is it into it where it's still kind of cute or okay is so, this midway in and no, like this no was February 2020 Really? Okay, so it's right yeah. before. Okay, because okay. I'm looking at a. We have a little bit of info, and it says uh, the play toured uh, sold out venues from January 2019 to February 2020. Oh my god! Because so I, I, I was curious. I was like, are they just shooting this in like June, and they're just like, fuck it, everyone coming to the theater? Because they they cut to the, <laughs> the audience, and you can tell that like COVID doesn't exist. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I wanted them to cut to the audience a lot more. I yes. wanted to see reactions. I felt like. That would have made it feel more fun to watch. But. Yeah, they only cut just to be like, Augusta, that's you. Yeah. Yes. Strange. Uh, should we get into this plot? Yeah. 
Okay. So Medea's family, and also, Demi, like, every time Medea's family gathers, it is a different family. Really? <laughs> yes. Medea has a gigantic family and never, never tries to, like, correlate, like, yeah. make you understand how everyone's related. So they called gather- her grandma in this one. Someone did call her grandma. That was, was new. Like, does Cora? Oh, yeah. So, okay. So, we're going to get into it. So, okay. they gather to celebrate her great grandson, Malik, as he prepares to graduate from law school. Malik is Cora's grandson. Cora's other daughter, Robin, notices that her their friend Sylvia's ring and their, and, and they celebrate her engagement. Oh, they notice her ring and celebrate her engagement. They're interrupted by Tiffany, Titi, Darlene's daughter, who arrives at the house. Titi tells Darlene, Robin, and Sylvia that she's waiting for Malik to arrive with his friend Devin, who she's been trying to date. Okay, and the the, the whole world around Titi, I need to know more. I need to understand what is happening here. Because everyone is extremely mean to Titi. So mean. Yes. The Titi stuff drove me nuts because... Yeah. So there's parts where you think, oh, okay, there's going to be something serious that comes out of this character. And they do not give her any, even near the end, it's just sort of yeah. like, she's just supposed to be a, a joke thing. But then I also, I just, from a, like a, a social sense, I'm just sort of like, so is this a trans character? Because they have that line near the beginning. Yes. yes. And then I'm like, well, Tyler Perry tackling a trans character at all is, it, he's not the right person to handle it. It's <laughs> not the right thing to handle it. I don't know if a thing where it's like, isn't a man kind of funny in a, a old woman costume the right way to handle it? But then it's also like, okay, so uh, Quay Rogers, the actor playing TT, I, I looked it up, identifies as a man. So this is mm-hmm. a man playing a trans character. And so the idea of it being like, all right, well, this is a, uh, a, a man pretending to be a woman and this one is not funny. And this man pretending to be exactly. a woman is funny. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I was just like, whoa, there's a lot happening here. And, he doesn't and no one knows how yeah no, no one knows Wait, how to react do they and, clarify that tt is trans because i was like is tt like medea where medea is a woman but we joke about how masculine this woman is that's I, I was, another yeah i, really I just confused i i felt that everyone was so um transphobic honestly that it was like it had to be that the character was trans and not mm-hmm. just an annoying girl or something. There, it was like a really weird, heavy handed oh, yes, obsession with putting her down. Yeah. Aunt Bam does say those three boys over there. Yes. And Titi's like, who? And then, right. Yeah. And then Titi's yeah. like, then, okay, get it through your head. I'm, I'm your daughter. And it's like, okay, this is going to be a serious thing. Then they yeah. just start calling her ugly. I was like, what is happening? I know it was so mean. And I, yeah. and it, it was relentless. And I, I felt like mm-hmm. then they were like, initially when the character first walked, walked out, I thought that she was going to be a comedic character, like just as like a larger than life personality or something. But it was like, no, she shut down immediately, like by everyone else. Mm-hmm. And then like, she has a couple moments of like be, being funny, but then like, the, like doesn't get laughs because the, it's confusing. I think yeah. how she's set up. So you're not sure if it, if you're supposed to or not. And then she starts having catchphrases. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> what's going on here? Uh-huh. She keeps doing this thing where she goes, what? what? And then see, and I was like, the audience is not laughing at this. And it just uh-huh. kept coming back. And I was like, all right. Even when TT sings a song at the end, when everyone gets up and sings mm-hmm. a song, they don't let her sing. And I was like, this is fucked up. Like, I'm like, this, this is so weird. So it was weird. Very strange. Like, doesn't everyone feel bad? Like, I, like what is I guess this? not. Uh, <laughs> it was as if yeah. TT just walked onto the stage and they were like, huh? We didn't rehearse with this person. Yeah. Let's be mean to them. It also feels like, I, I feel like if if you asked Tyler Perry, he'd be like, well, I'm actually doing something great here because they, they, they go uh, three men. And then she's like, well, no, I'm a daughter. And then everyone's like, okay, this is a woman. But then they're also like, but just cause she's a woman doesn't mean we won't be mean to her as a woman. And it's like, <laughs> we respect her gender wise, mm-hmm. but not as a person. And that's well, and why that, that's right. definitely yeah. a through line in the movies anyway. Like women yes. get uh, as much shit as the, the men. worst yeah. things happen yeah. to women in his movies. Yeah. So, okay. Malik arrives and everyone congratulates him. When Devin enters with him, TT asks him if he blocked her and Devin says he changed his number. And this was like a really weird moment too. Mm-hmm. And bam shows up and Robin's husband, Omar helps her inside. So yeah, like, so, TT's like actually like wait you blocked me and then it's like a weird 
moment that's kind of like him obviously lying and saying, I I changed my number. Uh, mm-hmm. And then like Aunt Bam comes in and everyone's so excited that it like just takes away from it. But the TT storyline doesn't pay off at all. So you're like, no. wait, why am I just finding out that like this guy blocked her? Yeah, like, <laughs> the, there's no resolution. To, there's no resolution to anything with TT. No. no. Uh, but I will say Aunt Bam, I don't know if any of her stuff was scripted. She was just going and going. I loved her song at the end. Her song was, everyone was such a good singer. I know. The joke I liked was when she was like, oh, them stairs. And they're like, there were two. And she was like, "Mm -hmm, them stairs. (laughs) That just, it made me laugh. How old is the actress? Because that was also at the end, they're putting on the screen, like huge images of each actor. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't show hers. Like they like were the camera was too low. And I was like, wait, I want to see her her head without all this wig. And also, stuff. she was the only person who wasn't who was still in her out in her costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I thought that was actually unfair. <laughs> but maybe that's part of her like thing of not showing what she really looks like. She's 54. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I even thought she was younger than that. I thought she was younger than that too. But yeah, she she made me laugh. I would go in between like laughing and then being like Oh boy, this is, you're being so mean. I had a few moments where I was, I was like embarrassed and like, damn, this is kind of funny. (laughs) I I laughed a few times for sure. Yeah. The The first time she says Uber, I was like, that's great. And then they just kept doing it. I was like, all right. And then they throw in a rape joke and I'm like, oh boy, come on. When she said, I mean, we we will get that. I don't know if that's going to be in our, in our breakdown here, but like she says, I took it up her and then I had to, the guy wanted me to rape him and he, and she just keeps saying that. And then they they figure out, no, you mean rate him R A T E. And she's like, which is "Mm." fully insane that she keeps taking the ubers. If I took an (laughs) uber and the driver said, please rape me. I'd be like, Oh, I guess I don't take ubers anymore. Yeah. I I don't, this is like very weird for me. I don't do that. Uh, but these yeah, characters has- don't live in the real world. <laughs> no, 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 they sure don't. Okay, so Cora arrives with Mr. Brown and they greet everyone. Mr. Brown starts singing a mashup of gospel songs, pulling up family members one by one to join along. And that moment, I said, "Oh, this is a musical." It's a musical. It's a musical. They sing known songs, though. There's no original. It's an original musical. Mm-hmm. And Mr. That's Brown. Too much time for Tyler Perry to write. <laughs> He's not gonna write a song. And Mr. Brown, who I honestly think is a very funny character in a lot of the things that we've watched, is not getting any laughs in this, man. No, they didn't give him much to do. And but even when he ran in, like when he was stoned or whatever, on accident. Oh, is that what happened? I was so confused when he ran in without his shirt on and the goggles and like the the staff. I was like, he ate like a bunch of the brownies or whatever. That that plot was drawn out so much in a weird way. Cause like he starts eating them and they're like, they start laughing. You're like, Oh, okay. It's edibles. But they try to tease it out. Like, Whoa, what's going on with them? What's he eating? And you're like, well, it's edibles. It's edibles. (laughs) And then at some point they're just like, he ate weed. And everyone's like weed. And you're like, no, yeah, we, we know. No. <laughs> Tyler Perry likes to pretend that weed is not mainstream. Yeah, yeah, because Medea like loves weed, and it's like so yeah, crazy. It's, it's, like, it's like yeah, yeah. And a lot of old people like weed. <laughs> a lot of yeah. people just like weed. Some people have whole personalities built around weed. Oh, it's yeah. not legal taboo. in many places now. Yeah. Like it's well, not. I realized that near the end of this play, I realized like, well, this whole thing is boomer humor. It's just, it's sort of like, mm. it's targeted for like an older yeah. audience who will just sort of go like, weed, that's kind of crazy. Or like, who will just be like, <laughs> oh, uh, Medea's talking about millennials. Oh, now we're, yeah, get them. Like, what does she call right. them? Mentennials? Magnoliums. Magnoliums. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just have like a big back and forth of everyone calling it the wrong name. And I was like, uh-huh. man, this is, this is killing in yeah. Augusta. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, so Medea arrives and tells the family about how she used to be a stripper named Bodacious. She then confuses T.T. for Big Frida before telling everyone that the burning bush Moses came across in the Bible was marijuana. Now, the Big Frida moment was kind of funny because it was so such a current reference I was, like, surprised by. Yes, and that the audience got it. I was like, whoa, okay, I don't know who's in the audience now. (laughs) I agree. It was so specific. Mm -hmm. Um, I did like the stripper story that was fully improvised because at the end when she was like, uh, they said I was pregnant and then I got back on the pole and you slid right out covered in glitter and dollar bills. And then at the end, Medea 
falls out of character and goes, that was stupid. And I was <laughs> like, I oh mean, it was a God. funny story. You why undercut it? Like just let it be yeah. funny. That's the part where 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 Tyler completely broke character and was like, "Oh, this is so stupid. Uh huh. This is so stupid." He <laughs> was if like, that, F- "If that was improvised, I'm like Tyler Perry is good at improv, which makes he's, sense that he he's is just so sort of like, good at improv. Good at improv. Fucking, yeah. No, no, that's like that's the driving force I think yes. behind everything is that he is and he is very funny. There's a yeah. great outtake of him, him and um, what's his name? The doc, Dr. Phil in uh, yeah. Medea Goes to Jail. There's a great improv, improvised take that's not. No, it's in the movie. It's just watch that scene. It's great. Yeah. But like when when he is like dancing as Medea and like being totally crazy, he's very funny. And like it's 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 just like a kind of confusing thing because I feel like I don't we don't get enough of him as himself. I mean, I don't I don't know enough about who he actually is or what he's like in conversation. So like when I see him as Medea being like so goofy, I'm like, this is funny. Mm-hmm. Like this is like it's funny to watch you commit a hundred percent and like grind on the floor with those huge tits. Like that's <laughs> really absurd. <laughs> when Medea jumped out of her seat and her titties flew so high. <laughs> I laughed so hard. And then she's like, oh, I knocked something out of my stomach and then held her butt as she walked away. I continued to laugh. Like I paused yeah. it because I laughed so hard. Medea yeah. with a gun got me. I, I was just like, that's gold. I don't know what it is, but Medea, when Medea pulls out a gun, I'm laughing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Aunt Bam, at one point she tells her to duck. That made me laugh when oh, her duck was just oh, putting she her, put her head down, <laughs> her chin to her chest. And like, that's not a duck. Uh, so Darlene's ex-husband, William, arrives without an invitation and everyone's upset by his presence. Titi refuses to say hi to him. Then William says hi to Medea. She pulls out a gun and shoots the floor, causing everyone to duck and take cover. I feel like it's important to note that like by this point, 90% of what's happening is like serious. Yes. Like it doesn't feel like a comedy. Like we're talking about like the funniest things that happened, but like it's mainly silent and like, they're kind of doing like a dramatic, like soap. Like it just Mm -hmm. feels like, and I, and I was kind of like, who, like, I I don't know what, like, why do I care? And it felt like it was a lot of introducing people for like an hour. Yes. Also Medea does this weird bit where she talks about Rosa Parks and then she took a picture of Rosa Parks on her iPhone and then shows a picture of Rosa Parks. And I was like, what is, and Medea was in the window. Did you see you that? Know, I Honestly, didn't clock that. I rewound it because I was like, what is so funny? I did not clock that. Yeah. I loved that bit. That was, I, I genuinely Dang. cackled. I was just like, oh my God. Because also the re- the reveal of seeing it big on, this, on the screen up there, I was just like, if you're in the audience and you don't know there's a screen up there and all of a sudden you just see a giant photo of Rosa Parks <laughs> with Tyler Perry in yeah. it, I'd be like, this is art. This is postmodern art. <laughs> Put this entire scene in Homa. I'm so sad I missed it. I'm, oh, now I have good. to go back and, and watch that scene again. <laughs> when Tyler Perry just goes off and they just let, well, he just lets himself just like riff for a bit. I'm mm-hmm. just sort of like, this works. Cause like, there's that story he's telling about like making lunch for someone where he just keeps listing foods. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is fucking ridiculous, <laughs> but it works. Yeah, I know. Um, so Robin's ex-husband calls and Robin is furious that he's leaving her kids with his new girlfriend. I swear to God, I didn't catch any of this as it was happening. Omar asks if they can go get the kids and Robin gets angry and says they need to spend time with their father. Omar storms out. William tells Darlene that he's engaged to Sylvia, revealing that the engagement ring they celebrated earlier was from him. Darlene is shocked and the rest of the family is outraged. Yeah, and everyone was mad because God, the the characters in this, there's so many people. It was like, you don't sleep with your best friend's man or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, but like, I don't know. What if it, what if they're happier that way? Yeah, also, you don't like him. Well, do you watch Real Housewives of Atlanta? Um, I watched it in the beginning, and I watched the episode where they all fucked uh, that stripper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I missed something because I just saw like a news thing that Portia is now engaged to Fallon's ex-husband. Basically, there was a side character, Fallon, who came on mm-hmm. as like a friend and she was married to this guy. And then I guess she got divorced from him. And now Portia's marrying. I, I was blown away by that, but I'm a, I need to catch up on the show because I don't know if that was covered on the show or not or if that was just uh, what's been happening in pandemic. But people marry each other's friends' exes. They do. I mean, it happens. I think if you're like genuinely over them, then it should just be like, yeah, all right. 
But if, yeah. if it's like there's something there and it's like, well, then your friend should probably know about this. And it shouldn't mm-hmm. be like a secret that they the fact that it was a secret that they were dating at all to the point that now they're getting married. It's like time to reveal. I'm like, that's fucked up. Yeah, yes, yeah. that is. That is weird. fucked up. But yeah. I guess it's just like being in comedy or whatever. Like, it's pretty incestuous. So, like, yeah. people date each other or whatever. So I'm like, whatever to it. But boy, people were. TT was real angry. <laughs> yeah. TT was uh, that that was the most the closest thing TT had to a serious moment, just being like, I don't want to yes. see my father. And then you're like, Well, yes. why? And then it's revealed, and I'm like, I don't know. I guess I I understand that. And then <laughs> T- anyway, we're still describing the plot, but like then some other shit happens with TT, and they don't treat that seriously at all. I'm like, Well, no, they should. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. TT's whole thing was not respected. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh- Everyone leaves the house to head to the graduation. Cora sits with Darlene and tells her they need to pray about the situation. They begin singing another gospel song. And the songs, there were, okay, wait, there were some gospel songs, but then there were some pop songs. Yes. That were sung, R&B songs and stuff. And it was like just things, songs you know from the 90s mainly, Mm -hmm. I feel like. Um, And I thought that was really random. (laughs) Like, I thought, like... The gospel song made more sense because I feel like in his movies too, like I he incorporates that, and that's kind of like part of the the movie. Often is like people end up in a church. There's a song. Mm-hmm. It's related somehow to the emotion of the scene. Um, but yes, there, I'm trying to remember what songs they were singing. They the sang Brian McKnight's "Back at One," and that's yes. when that was one where I was like, "Wait, I recognize these lyrics." <laughs> yes. <What's going> on? <laughs> and the guy singing it was like he was totally. I mean, he had, everyone had a great voice, so it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was yeah. pleasant. But it was like he was like milking it, and I was going like, "This is karaoke. Like you're just yes. singing a this song that we like, you know, full blown <laughs> karaoke." <laughs> If I so, saw a Tyler Perry play and then just suddenly got tricked into being like, surprised it's a jukebox musical, but it was still two hours and 16 minutes, I'd be like, no, 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 cut these out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like a, a list of songs to yes. listen to afterwards. And I'll go home and be like, all right, on the drive home, I'm going to listen to these songs and be like, what if they sang that? Cool. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really, the songs didn't add to the story. No. It didn't no. help me understand characters more. It was just. It like, was more distracting. Yes, because you're like, wait, what is happening? Why are they singing? Now? Okay, because like, even that song is kind of silly. Where it's like one, or it's like five repeat steps, one, one through, through four. Three. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like so stupid. <laughs> okay, so everyone arrives home from the graduation. Oh, Robin and Omar reconcile, and Medea gives Robin advice about focusing on what she has in life. Medea apologizes to Sylvia for fighting with her. And she apologizes and then burns a cigarette into her shoulder. Oh, I feel like I missed that. <laughs> Medea has a like a cigarette that looks like it's been oh, like her weed. It bothered me that that cigarette never got shorter the entire play. Because it, it wasn't lit at <laughs> yeah. all. She doesn't take a drag from it. It's a prop that the payoff is she burns a woman. Yeah. Um, and then Medea has a speech where she was like, uh, you looking behind you? Why are you looking behind you? There's a reason why the rear view mirror is is smaller than the windshield. And I was like, it's smaller than the windshield, so you can see out of the windshield. Imagine <laughs> if the rear view mirror was as big as the windshield. <laughs> like, How would you drive? You got a duck to look through the windshield. You'd be like, yeah, just <laughs> driving all hunched over. Like while that is a really stupid quote, I did go. I did too. <laughs> and then I looked it up and I was like, whoa, that that's really good writing. I was like, then I looked it up and it's like on a bunch of photos of like sunsets. Is I'm like, it? oh, okay, this is this is not his idea. I wow. thought it was his. I, I was thought like, it was pretty his. good. Yeah. I did think it was good till I thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also was like, well, there's also there's mirrors on the sides of the car to help you see back, and they tell you to turn around. So it's not a great metaphor at all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mr. Brown, Omar, and William talk outside of the house, which is a thing he loves, to have three men talking outside of a house. This conversation. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Uh, Mr. Brown tells William that he should not be coming to the house with Sylvia. He then breaks into a song. Sylvia apologizes to Darlene and tells her she didn't know what to do because she loves William. She admits that she was with William when they were still married on their family cruise. Malik asks William to leave. Devin confesses that he and Darlene have been seeing each other with, oh boy, and Titi, she heart, she, Titi's heartbroken, and Malik is furious. 
So the song Mr. Brown sings is like so intense. Like it's all mm-hmm. about humping, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah. That <laughs> conversation takes such a turn because he's just sort of like, you need to respect, you guys need to respect your woman. Except for you, you need to stop, you need to be respected by a woman. And then they're both like, you don't fuck. And he's like, oh, I fuck. And uh-huh. then he just like, he goes into a uh-huh. song. And it's not what? funny though. Like it's like, and it's not even supposed to be. Like it was like, it was so serious. And it was truly about him being like, I can get it like this. I can get it like that or like mm-hmm. whatever. And I was like, okay, Mr. Brown. Like- <laughs> There's a weird line that uh, I feel like Medea, like the Medea verse sort of has where it's like, it's uh, holy, but also horny in a way yes. where it's like that can't like neither can sort of like conflict with the other. Where it's like, we're going to be horny, but in a way where it's like, we won't say anything specific so that it mm-hmm. can still be holy. And we're going to be holy, but not in a way where it dissuades the fact that, you know, people are horny and that's great. <laughs> <laughs> also, the way TT reacts and shakes her head or their head in a way that I was like, is Titi's neck okay? And that <laughs> wig was truly glued down because it did not come off. Oh my off. God, yeah, because she was like throwing her head around like yes. crazy. Oh, full exorcist, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. And then later, Titi, she, I think it's called duck walking when you walk bent fully down. And I was like, yeah. Titi, Titi's body can handle it. Oh yeah, no, Titi was doing a lot of moves. Yeah, she at one point just like drops full to the ground yes. in like a, it's not a full dead drop, but it was just sort of like, whoa, you hit your head on the <laughs> on the floor or she didn't. But it was just like it was a lot of stuff where I was like, OK, you are like auditioning for Drag Race right mm-hmm. now. And I respect totally. it, but also what else do you do here? <laughs> it was part of what made the character uncomfortable, though, I think, is that like it was like she was doing these big things where I feel like they were funny, but like no one was giving it to her. Audience didn't care. No, they didn't because TT's reactions I thought were funny. Me too. Truly moved her neck like that. I, it was, it was very funny to me, but some of it, I was thinking, okay, if this was in one of the movies, I would be cracking up, Yes. but there's something about being on stage where it's like so far away and you're not getting like the full face emotions and everything. Mm -hmm. Like, in the in the movies, a lot of this stuff would have been stuff that I thought was funny. Like I don't know, like a lot of the things that that felt really silent for the audience. I mm-hmm. think it's like the same way a multicam works, where it's like if the joke does, if it's if there's a big laugh after it, you feel like oh, I also won't laugh at that. But then it's like they they basically are telling you what things are funny and how funny mm-hmm. they are. Whereas a movie, it's just like all up to you, and it, it's just so strange. Yeah, yeah. So this is where Devin sings Brian McKnight's Back at One to Darlene and proposes. <laughs> Darlene's concerned Devin is too young, but Medea and Bam convince her to reconsider. And then Medea offers more advice to everyone before she gets up to leave and dances to Pony by Genuine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this was very funny to me. Medea putting her, she was like in a downward dog, ass up in the air, wiggling it around. I was like, And she oh, was like, I have boy. my favorite gospel song. And I was like, brown, brown, brown. And I was like, okay, that is funny. I laughed and then really hard. Darlene asks Cora to sing a gospel hymn and the play ends, quote unquote, because honestly, it doesn't end I mean, for another 40. You should just, you should tell people that like, you have an intermission and then be like, all right, from this point on, we're singing. Yes. It's not plot related anymore. Yes. Everything's no more fine. plot. I did say to Mike when we were watching it, I was like, if I was there, I think I could be excited about the songs going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. Just because everyone was so good. And like, you know, most of the songs or all of the songs. And so then it's like, this is fun. But at, on my computer, I was truly, it was like what you said, Nicole. I'm just like, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Why is it? And then for, then part of what I thought was confusing was like, the play's done. It feels like some people are not in character. Like some people are just doing stuff. Like when that one guy sings Maxwell and like this woman's work or whatever. And like, I'm like, he's just performing. He's yeah. just, yeah. he's not in character. Yeah. But then TT comes out and tries to do something and they're like, nope. And like push her away. <laughs> then Aunt Bam does this thing totally in character, mm-hmm. which was really good. Oh yeah. Um, Bam can but, sing. Yeah. But I just was like, why are some people in character and some people aren't? And then when the like show ended and they, this also made me really sad. I mean, I, I don't know. I've sung emotional, but when they're like, here's the whole band, it's a live band the whole time. And then they put up each person's picture on a mm-hmm. huge screen and no one claps. Yes. I was like, clap it was for the very fucking confusing. People. I was like, <laughs> 
it was weird because I was like, nobody reacted the way I thought they would react in an audience. Like, clap for the orchestra. And then, I mean, in the beginning, I guess the dialogue was so overlapping that they didn't leave room for laughs. Yeah. But I don't even know. I don't know if they would have laughed. I also wonder if it was like, I feel like when the laughs got big, that's when you heard them. Or maybe they like turn it up at that point but it does mm-hmm. feel like there's a point in which people are like laughing or like lightly chuckling or even just like clapping sort of quietly and you can't hear it mm. and then when it's like big you can hear it so it feels like no one's clapping otherwise but i i also don't i don't know because it feels like once medea comes in or even when aunt ban comes in it's just like laugh 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 mm-hmm. laugh laugh and then it's so clear that the audience is alive but every time else it's like no they don't give a shit yeah, like I would have liked to see people like see some reactions just of even like during serious parts, like just see some people watching it or get like a section of the audience just to kind of get a sense of like, are people what are people thinking? Because yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's it just wasn't clear. But this is also what we have come across so much with like Tyler Perry doing so many different genres and one thing where you don't know how to feel like watching the movies. Like we had like a moment with the um, which I can't I always mix up which one it is, but the one where uh, the woman has cancer and then she dies. Um, I can do bad all by myself. No, it's either no, big happy family or family reunion. Yeah. That's what I mix up those two. It's yeah. Um, but anyway, like we were like, you know, all over the place emotionally mm-hmm. watching that. Like there's one moment where you're laughing and the next moment you're like literally sobbing, sobbing. at like, this, like beautiful funeral scene. Sobbing at the end. And like, it's, that's interesting, but I feel like it didn't feel like, people were having that emotional response. It just mm-hmm. felt like it was silence or enjoyment. I don't know. Yeah. And for two hours, that's a lot. It is a, a lot. lot of silence and a lot of enjoyment. It is a lot. So some trivia about this play, this play toured from January, 2019 to February, 2020. And the filmed version of the play is the final performance. And the play is Quaylon Rogers' first stage appearance as his internet character, TT. Internet character. That's okay. Yeah. I was confused by that. Yeah. I was like, did Tyler Perry license this character out to Quaylon? Because he was doing other stuff with this character. But I guess they were just like, what if TT was part of this well, family? I Which think makes sense. Medea, okay. or not Medea, Tyler Perry likes to pull like popular internet stuff. Mm. Um, so I think. TT existed before the TT definitely definitely existed before the play. Okay, that's actually really interesting. I mean, I'm yeah. learning a bit about this now, and I guess there was some talk of TT joining a Martin reboot at one point. So this character has been in other stuff. We're talked about being in other stuff, but like, so is it is it a? I mean, it seems like if it's an internet character, it's a comedic character. Yes, I guess so. But the way that she's treated in this feels like. Well, it's not supposed to be a comedic character. It's supposed to be like a a real character that does comedic beats, but not mm-hmm. a character that you go and you're like, ha ha, that's funny. Just yeah. by their nature of existence. I don't know. Yeah, I think Tyler just didn't know what to do with TT, but wanted to have TT in the play. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it says Instagram star Quaylon Rogers. Okay, so I need to look up this Instagram, but... There, he had a movie, a feature film called TT Goes Undercover. This, there was news about this in uh, October 2020. So, TT also I'm, has a show. I think it's like TT in Love. It's like a dating show, but I think it's not real. I think it's a parody. I don't, I don't know. But I've seen TT's on on Instagram. I think TT's funny. I just, I'm confused about the character fully. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I don't see a page for Quaylon himself i don't know what the instagram is supposed to be it's uh blame it on the okay i have to look at this (laughs) okay here we go okay so he oh okay he has five million followers Mm -hmm. and maybe that was tyler being like oh this will bring the young people to see my plays yeah i'm so i need to like go down a wormhole with what the vibe is with tt on instagram Mm mm-hmm I mean, I always thought it was just a character. I thought it was a man playing a woman. I don't know. I I, I truly, I don't know. 
Yeah, I guess I just, I really didn't like how the character was treated the whole time. So it was hard to uh, have fun with teaching. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it feels like maybe there's some external information we need to have about how people see TT usually to understand this, but. Like if TT's like an annoying neighbor character or something that everyone's Mm -hmm. like, you're annoying. That's different than being like, we don't like that you're trans. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a very different. Especially because they do go, no, this is our daughter. She's part of the family. But she's ugly. It's like, what's happening? What, <laughs> right. Well, even that point oh. where they were like, oh, you look, she was like, yes. I look like my mom. And then they were like, you don't. You, you look, look like your like dad. Your dad. And yeah. they put a like, blue hat on the dad because TT has blue hair. And then I was like, okay. Like, I can't, I just can't tell yeah. what the point is mm-hmm. of that. And that's that's the kind of stuff where like Titi feels like she's about to get an emotional thing, and then they go like, "Uh-uh, you look like this man," and everyone's like, ha, 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 ha. "And you're like, whoa, what's happening here?" Totally. Um. So the awards, the play and the filmed version, did not receive any of those. What? <laughs> any of those things? <laughs> um. Some of the reception. A critic from the New York Times wrote, "Medea's farewell play covers familiar Medea territory." Wisecracks, music, and a plot built on a law school graduation that brings the family back together. Comfort food for fans who stream this recorded version. Um, okay. The earnings have not been disclosed because it's probably so much money that it's just you can't even imagine. Uh, <laughs> because the the it toured for a year to sold out venues from uh, yeah. Yeah, January 2019 to February 2020. How does he do that and still make all of these movies? Because he makes them in a week. It truly must be that he goes like, okay, I'm going to take one week off and shoot all of the oval. (laughs) Then I'm back on the road. Then Mm -hmm. I'm going to do one week off and shoot a full feature length movie. It's like, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't seem sustainable, but I mean, maybe COVID was kind of good for him in that way because Mm -hmm. he was able to just like, focus and have a bunch of shit going on where he could be there he's like i wrote 45 movies in covid and i'm gonna shoot them all tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) i mean honestly he probably also toured on the weekends so he probably worked monday through thursday on things and then would just tour on the weekends and then maybe go on vacation for a week i don't know tyler perry vacations i am genuinely fascinated from like a production standpoint of how he can shoot a hundred percent. I mean, I would, I would really enjoy being there to understand like what, yes. what the conditions, like, is everyone exhausted or is everyone kind of happy? It's like so quick. Like what can they, do they just light the entire set and they can just change the camera and not have to change it? Cause I'm just like, e- like even just stopping down to shoot, even if you're like, we got this, let's go. I'm like, you can't do things that quick. I'm, I'm so curious. Yeah. And I feel like with, Tyler Perry in some movies he plays like four characters and you have to do mm-hmm. like prost- I don't know if there's a lot of prosthetics there's some prosthetics in some of them but just the full on changes and then acting with the stand-ins like that seems that should take a long time like that yeah. kind of stuff is mm-hmm. tedious but nope he figured it out <laughs> I wonder if while he's changing over characters if there's a monitor in the makeup trailer where he's got like a walkie oh. and he's directing that way Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I wouldn't be surprised. That seems to make sense. Right? Because if your eyes are open, you can watch it and you can direct. How? (laughs) I mean, it's it's been interesting trying to figure out how Tyler does shit so fast. I wonder if he also works with so many of the same people because he's like, I don't have to direct this person. They know the character. They'll read it. That Ah. is probably true. It's like, okay, we'll go throw Mr. Brown in here. He'll do Mm -hmm. his thing. That'll be easy. Um, So, I mean, after seeing the play... Where are we with Tyler Perry? Does this change anything about what you think? <laughs> I, I, I've, I've always felt weird about people's attitudes towards Tyler Perry because it feels like there's a lot of like very subtle racism and classism in the way people talk about it, where it's like, this is just, these are, these are only popular because of dumb black people. But then they'll say shit about like Adam Sandler, where it's like, you know, he's just having fun and making movies. And it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's the same us, thing. It's, it's uh-huh. the same shit. And uh-huh. I'm like, I, just because Tyler Perry makes movies that are not for you doesn't mean that they're inherently valueless. Totally. But then I also watch this and I'm like, yeah, it's still not for me. Despite a lot of these things genuinely being like, wow, I find that, honestly funny and i think he's got something to it Mm -hmm. but then there's a lot of stuff in between that where i'm just like hey man don't do this so i (laughs) I just feel like i'm at the same point with tyler perry where i'm just sort of like he gets undue shit but also i'm not i'm not about to go out and rent boo too 
sincerely <laughs> i might i might watch it ironically if they do a boo three i'll go see it in the theaters that sounds fun <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Uh, yeah. How do you feel, Lauren, now that you've seen the play and I, you've experienced the, so much of his work? Seeing the play was interesting because I was thinking, even though it was his final play and I would have been curious what like the original plays were like, it did kind of open my eyes to the tone of his movies and like these characters and and seeing like where they kind of come from and like the vibe that they have on stage was really interesting um, and put it into perspective for me in a way. But I also feel like at the end of the day, I just enjoy the film, the movies like more than the mm-hmm. play. Like the play vibe wasn't for me, but I also don't necessarily love watching like filmed plays. I, if I yeah, if I were going to see it, maybe I'd want to go there. But I thought it was, I don't know. I thought it was um, a bit eye opening to see Medea on stage and just to see how <laughs> he made that speech at the end that was like you know touching. But he, you know, I, because this is our final episode. I've had so much fun watching mm-hmm. all of these and I and I feel like I'm going to watch more because there's so many things that we haven't seen that I'm like that people will tell me like oh my god you have to watch this one you have to watch that one there's always like another one to watch I I've really enjoyed this and it's gone by so fast because we've been having so much fun and so I agree with Demi's point that like whether it's for me or not it's like it's a fun time it's a good time mm-hmm. it's just like it's it's not it's maybe not world changing, but it doesn't need to be at all. And I'm having fun watching them. So it's yeah. been a good journey. What do you what I, do you think? I feel fully the same way. It's been a wonderful journey. I have truly just tee-hee-heed at so many things. Like it's funny. I love yeah. Medea. I think Medea is a very funny character. I say what you will about like the writing, the acting or whatever, but Tyler Perry gives you so much that you can find at least one thing that you yeah. like that he's done. Yeah. And Demi, to your point where people are like, Adam Sandler is a genius or whatever. And it's like, is it? Is it? Like sometimes Adam Sandler isn't for everybody. Tyler Perry isn't for everybody. I do wish people would stop, you know, being disparaging about his work because I think it's impressive. Like whether you like I it or so not, too. you have to say it's impressive. Well, and I think, you know, as much as we can laugh about the process, it's like knowing that he is shooting it so fast he's doing it he's writing it in two days he's shooting it in Mm -hmm. two days and like it's funny i'm still going hey man he did it like yeah and he talks in his speech at the end of the play which i guess was it was the last performance so it was the most i don't know if he made that speech every time Mm -hmm. but he like thanks the audience for supporting his movies and talks about all the jobs that he's given to black actors and Mm -hmm. like I think that's amazing. And so you can't like he, cause he creates so many jobs, like truly yes. like he's shot, you know, thousands of things at this point, thousands of hours of content. And that's great. He's like, you know, all these people are supporting their families from the, these shows and it's not mm-hmm. just about me and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, it's complicated when someone is a billionaire because you kind of have to think there's something bad about that. Yeah. <laughs> But but he's done a he, lot of good. He's done a lot for other people. You know, he, yeah. he uh, distributing the vaccine to people. He's he gives he's I think he's a wonderful person. And honestly, I am sad that we are coming to a close on this. Me too. And if there are roles for us in Medea, if it hasn't already been shot, I would think we both would be wide open to that. Would um, love it. And if he listens to the show, I hope he understands that we are teasing with love and fun. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, Tyler Perry, just like write a little C storyline about two little podcasters (laughs) (laughs) who talk about Medea, who are yeah, who are talking about Medea, who are doing like a a true crime series on Medea. Oh my god, that would be so good! I want this so badly. Have it be a follow up to the movie where Medea goes to jail, and then it's just Uh like a a Halloween parody, and it's you two covering Medea. That would That'd be, be awesome. so good. Oh, my God. OK, that might happen. <laughs> I mean, from our lips to Tyler's ears to his computer screen. I mean, the amount of people who've tagged us, I have to think he's seen our names pop up. I hope so. I don't know. If enough people tweet at him. He will or just like write like a paragraph for him and just go, you can use this for free. He will be like, <laughs> that's, that's five minutes of work done. Let's go. You're in. <laughs> 
Oh man, I love it so much. Well, this has been so fun. Yeah. I mean, we we have other things in store for everyone out there uh, after this season. Now that it's complete, some surprises to come. We mm-hmm. are talking about our next season and what we're going to do. Um, but thank you so much for following us on this journey. I think I think we've gotten a lot of people to at least consider Tyler yes. Perry, if not, they Who probably wouldn't have. Yeah, and I love that. Me too. Um, Demi, thank you so much for being here. Do you have anything you want to plug? Hey, what you want to plug? Um, the Amber Ruffin show still going. Watch that. It's and, so good. Uh, it's really fucking good. It's so thank good. Thank you. It, her book, by the way, is great. Have you read her? I listened yes, to the audio book. It's, it's great. Ooh, yeah. I'm going to read it. Everything she touches is just gold. She makes She's me laugh so, awesome. so hard. Yeah. Well, everyone watch that. And thank you all for following us. And we'll see you next season. Wait. Oh, no, wait. There's one. Lauren. (laughs) This is my favorite part. I was not trying to skip it. (laughs) It's the five hallelujahs segment. And it's the last (laughs) one that we have. So how could I possibly have forgotten? Um, Okay. So this one comes from update the app again. Uh, that's their name. Loving the real MCU on my 20th watch through with this pod. I grew up with, I grew up watching the MCU and have watched Diary of a Mad Black Woman and Medea's Family Reunion since I was about six. But these movies, shows, and plays have never been funnier than with Nicole and Lauren's input. P.S. As a resident of Georgia, you're basically obligated to be an extra on a Tyler Perry movie at least once. So I can confirm that he wraps every scene in three shots or less <laughs> and that the Medea transformation from plain clothes director to Tyler or plain clothes to, or what, what am I trying to do? The Medea transformation to become Tyler in plain clothes takes only 30 minutes. It's absolutely wild. So, um, I mean, yeah. Why would he get, ever step out of the Medea outfit? I just feel like, am I going to be in this, the full movie? I'm just going to, this is how I show up to set. Just directing it all day. Okay. I, I think I read that wrong. It takes 30 minutes to put it on. So it's not a long transformation. So, okay. That's very fascinating. Um, Jen Fly writes five hallelujahs. I wish I could hear Lauren and Nicole every day. The Star Wars and Lord of the Rings episodes were hilarious, but somehow they've gotten even better with the OG <laughs> MCU. Thank you so much, everyone. And thank you for your nice reviews. And we will see you soon with something else. I'm like genuinely misty eyed. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of like, oh, it's ending. It feels, it feels too soon, but it really does. Do. But see, even if we did 20, we'd still go, we need 100 more. There's just way yes, too much to so cover. Much. I'm surprised that you guys skipped Boo. I know. We were going to watch yeah. Boo at one point. It was on the calendar. I don't remember what happened. Um, but yeah, you know, something to look forward to. Yeah, that's it. Bye-bye. was a HeadGum original.